When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. No man, diamonds on my teeth. I got a lot of shine. Running up the number, that's a lot of crime. Try to take it from me, must be out your mind. I keep playing, got a shine. Smoky in the air, that's a lot of crime. In episode 377 of Fortune John, I am Gail Saunders here with Evan Hollywood Hearn, and tonight we're talking about the LA Rams Eagles preview. Uh, it's here, man. The Eagles are about to go on the road again, and we're going to just say and speak it into existence, the road to victory. Um, and uh, obviously the road, well, maybe not the road, but the airplane that we have to take to get to that victory is it's a couple miles, guys. But uh, before we talk about the game, I just want to wish this guy a happy birthday to his face, dude. I mean, appreciate uh, it, man. I, I, I was listening on the last show, and I appreciate that uh, that happy birthday shout-out as well. And uh, thank you to everybody, you know, that reached out on social media and everything. I uh, really appreciate it. So uh, so how are you feeling? I mean, this is, this is uh, the Rams. I don't know. I really just don't know who this Rams team is. I don't, I don't, I really don't know the identity of this team because, you know, Cooper Cup was out for a little bit. People were thinking that, Tanking Eagle fans are like, hey, we maybe we could trade for Aaron Donald. When the, <laughs> when the Eagles tank, when the Rams tank, I was one of them. Um, <laughs> I was one of them. But uh, the Rams are the Rams, and they're two and two. Yeah, um, and so, um, they're honestly impressing me a lot more than I thought they were going to uh, at this point in the year, especially going into the season. And you see that Cooper Cup is going to, you know, start on the IR, miss some games. Um, I'm like, you know, I, I was expecting them to start. Oh, and four or one and three, um, just because I think it's a depleted team. I mean, you have an aging Matt Stafford, but he continues to just kind of uh, buck up against old man time and uh, continues to sling the ball around, man. Um, Obviously, Puka Nakua has burst onto the scene this year. Um, He's second in the league right now in receiving yards. And for a rookie, this man's already got 500 yards uh, four games into the season. Um, it's it's impressive, man. It's pretty interesting. I mean, during draft season, if you guys are here with us during draft season, um, you know, you were, you were big on Puka. I was big on Puka. I spent a 
a lot of time going back and watching his film. And I was just like, when I was watching him, I was like, dude, dude has game. Um, mm-hmm. Just the, his ability to stay healthy. You know, that was one of his things. But he was my one of my day three guys that I was like, okay. When you were doing your draft research, did you also know that uh, he is Dana White's nephew? I had no idea until I saw Really? Him. Yeah, he's Dana White's nephew. Yeah, I didn't, you know, I know he's got some brothers that play uh, in the league as well or or played at BYU. I think he teamed up with his brother at BYU. Gotcha. Um, but no, but he, think, he's been a legitimate star in the league. Like, he, he has burst onto the scene and, and done well. I believe he got hurt down at the senior bowl, too. He may have, uh, yeah. If I'm not mistaken. But, um, again, any any guy that puts up numbers as a rookie, that's, that's astounding. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, at the end of the day, that's what you like to see. I know Cooper Cup has been out with the uh, hammy, mm-hmm. you know, air quotes. Who's out in Minnesota getting that tested? I mean, with all the LA doctors out there, why would you go to Minnesota? I don't know, but um, they got the Mayo Clinic out there. There is a potential that he could be back this week. Yeah, and like you know, looking at how that offense is set up, it's a very pass-heavy offense. Uh, you know, Matt Stafford has been a gunslinger his entire career, whether he'd been in Detroit or in LA. Uh, he's always it's always been a pass uh, first offense, anything he's been in. And then you look at two high volume receivers in uh, Cooper Cup and Puka Nakua. I mean, they're they're going to be trying to move the ball around a lot. I think that we have an advantage in having, um, you know, some strong corners. But I think they're going to try and pick apart some of those uh, safeties this weekend, man. Pick apart our safeties. I think they're going to try. Now, I mean, it, it, at the end of the day, it's a. Uh... The Eagles are also still trying to figure out when we talk about the Rams identity, the Eagles, I think, are trying to find out their identity with their new new uh, coordinators and such, trying to figure out what and who I th- they I are. Think, I think their offensive identity is more clear than their defensive identity, I would say. I think offensively, we're, we're a run first team, uh, right. pound the ball down their throats, and then, uh, you know, we, we can break off into the pass off the run. Um Versus, like you know, like like you said, our our def- our defense's identity. Obviously, we're we're most stout in the in the D line and the front seven. Um, and uh, speaking of the front seven, the the linebackers have impressed this year. Nicholas Morrow has stepped up and played well. I mean, he was a guy that after he ended up getting cut, uh, you know, and he, we brought him back. I wasn't expecting much out of Nicholas Morrow, but the man just showed up. Um, as well as Zach Cunningham. So if we can get continue uh, pressure out of our front seven, uh, you know, get it, get in Matt Stafford's backfield, force him to get the ball out. Hopefully he can make some mistakes. But, uh, yeah, I think our defense is is a little bit more up in the air than our offense, in my opinion. I mean, there's been some moving parts. You talk about Vontae being out, uh, little Tay-Tay, as we like to call him. Um, you know, Justin Evans had a neck injury. Um, we Sydney had a hammy. Um, yes, sir. so there's been some moving parts. You had, we've had guys like Josh Job out on the, uh, out, out on the street getting shot at, yeah, he's uh, been... consistently. They, they keep on attacking him every week, man. Uh, the Eagles signed a cornerback, Bradley, uh, Roby. Love that. Which we had spoke about that on the last show. And we spoke about that the night before in the chat, our own mm-hmm. personal chat about, uh, what transpired and now he's here. So that's, I'm, you know, he did practice this week. I'm not sure if they're going to let him rip. That would be kind of interesting if they just threw him to the fire. Um, I mean, you, you, you look at how our um, 
cornerback room is set up right now. And obviously we got Slay and Bradbury, two veterans. Uh, but, you know, all the other guys that have been filling in, like Job, uh, Eli Ricks, like these are all young, young guys with not much experience at all in the league. And to be able to bring in a guy like Bradley Roby, who's a legitimate veteran, who's who's been a part of, you know, he's been a, a very good uh, to decent corner in the league for the better part of a decade. Um, I think it's a valuable asset to bring in, not just for his play, but also him teaching the younger guys, you know, that being another voice of reason in the locker room. Now, Ev, I know you got the, you got the, what's, what's up? What's the, what's the medical situation? Mm. Oh, what's that, what do we call it? What do we call that? The medical minute. The medical minute we'll have in there. But uh, not to be uh, outdone, Tim uh, said that Fletch will be out. I know he did not practice uh, on Thursday. Um, this was an interesting injury. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, he was – I'm not going to say he was all world last week, but he was all hype. Um, yeah. He was he was pretty hyped up last week. Um, so the fact that we don't have our vet, this is, this is yeah, he- like a glimpse into the future of what it would be like without – Fletcher Cox. If well, I, I had also seen that like he he was getting an epidural, right, uh, to try and alleviate some back pain. Um, and they, they're anticipating it, it, it was on the fence whether or not he was even going to miss this game. Um, but it's looking like he's going to. And uh, they're saying that this is the maximum that he should miss for for this procedure that he went through. But I agree with you, man. Um, like we're going to get a glimpse of what it's going to look like in the years beyond Fletcher Cox in this game. Um, but I will say he's going to be missed because with the, you know, um, with the addition of Jalen Carter and with the resurgence of Jordan Davis, uh, who has, you know, come into his own this year, Fletch has like with his fresh legs, it's like he found new life. Fletch has been playing out of his mind this year, man. I mean, you get, if you get, if you don't get the double teams as consistent as mm-hmm. like you used to, that's how you eat around. Exactly. Here. Um, and it, like you just look at like Jalen Carter absorbing a lot of those double teams. Fletch is free to run, man. It's great. Um, shout out to wealthy mind. Yes. He said Hollis already. Hollis got into LA earlier today. We are getting into LA later tomorrow, tomorrow night yeah. at around 11 o'clock. So we're pretty much two o'clock our time. So pretty much Friday is a shot. <laughs> so it's pretty much Saturday breakfast, and then uh, be, uh might, might as well get into it. Um, we are uh, going out there with the Philly sports trips, uh, doing the, the ultimate LA tailgate. Uh, shout out to Lowski who will be DJing the tailgate. Uh, we'll have a ultimate LA pep rally, uh, which is on Saturday with. Dudes like John Dorenbos, Quint Michael, uh, Alice Thomas. Um, that'll be from 4 to 7 o'clock, Tavern on the Main. And we're going to L.A., man. It's, you know, we, we did Palm talk. Palm Trees, Venice Beach. Yeah, I don't know if you got the memo. They said not to wear blue hats out in you know, L.A., yeah, so I, I, please I, leave that hat. They home. say wear gold. Big on gold out there. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, my brother said no Phillies gear. No red yeah. hats, no no blue hats. Oh, what? this is not this, this is green. What am I allowed to wear? What is the dress code? Just Eagles. How gear? about Kelly Green, man? Kelly Green is the Kelly, flavor. Kelly Green will work. Kelly Green is the flavor. Um, but one of the flavors we're, we're gonna hear about and learn about is the L.A. Rams flavor. Uh, we don't, you know, we're not a Rams podcast, so we are, we're we're looking forward to Ryan Dyrud of Believe Network. Uh, believe in LA football CEO of uh, the LA football network 
Uh, he's going to tell us about the Rams. And if you Eagle fans have questions about the Rams um, at 650, that would be the time to uh, pull up those Ram questions um, and see what uh, they, they have a nice little group of uh, wideouts. Dude, and like I said, like having a guy like Matt Stafford, Matt Stafford, after, after he got that um, that Super Bowl ring under his belt, I think that he kind of is starting to cement a Hall of Fame type of, uh, you know, argument. And a Hall of Fame quarterback with some elite weapons, oh, yeah. Hall of Fame. You don't think Matt Stafford's Hall of Famer? Um, I mean, he's got he's, he's going to put up numbers. I think that Super Bowl help uh, def- definitely had. Yeah, I mean, definitely had Megatron. Yeah, we have our own prime, but he had his own <laughs> Megatron. Um, we'll see. Um, Dad says, anyone know if Cooper Cup is playing? It's it's trending in in the direction, but you know, it's in the middle of the. They could they could either he's like it's a twenty one day window. They could just say, just say it to say it. Yeah, you don't want to let the Eagles know that he's not playing. Um, <clears throat> yeah, you don't want to tip the hand. Mr. Cross said, Zach said today on his show that he says he thinks he will start. Okay. And didn't they, didn't they just trade Cam Akers too? He's not on that team. Nah, he went to um, where'd he go? The, I want to say Minnesota. Minnesota. Oh yeah, he did. Um, Davon said no tomato pie in L.A. This yeah. is true. That's a that's a regional delicacy, man. That's uh, you don't catch that outside of the uh, Philadelphia area that much. You think I could fit this in my bag? I think you could. Uh, whether or not it would arrive looking like that is a different story. Um, shout out to uh, Contract and Italian Bakery making the amazing tomato pies. Again, if you're not on a t- tomato pie, you haven't made it. So, in Philly, that is. In Philly, that is. Baseball caps represent different neighborhoods in L.A.? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you know when Can't they just represent baseball teams. I'm, I'm uh, I feel like you know when where Minnesota, are we going to Iraq, dude? When Minnesota fans uh went to LA, like new stations were like being very uh, you know, concerned about their fans going over, mm-hmm. like trying to give them safety tips and shit. Like, <laughs> like I got this message today from uh, shout out to shout out to Mel. It says it says gang and sports attire. So he it's a whole rundown of gangs and which gangs wear certain hats. So, but I mean, this is kind of interesting. I know this is not a preview of um, the Eagles Rams, but hey, it's a safety tip. We're go- we're going out to gangland. Seattle. I don't know. You can't wear Seattle hats. George Georgetown Hoy hats. Cincinnati Reds hats. Um, Chicago Bulls hats. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, <laughs> but have fun, F. Yeah, <laughs> don't bring don't bring a red tomato pie either. <laughs> well, yeah, man. Um, hey, first of all, what did you do for your birthday? Anything great? 
Uh, yeah, it was pretty awful, honestly. <laughs> I, I spent it in uh, in work until like eleven o'clock at night um, for two filmings that were about five minutes apiece. It was pretty, pretty boring. Not gonna lie. But the Phillies won. The Phillies won. That was uh, that was birthday. exciting. Okay. Phillies won on my birthday, and they also uh, clinched the series last night. Clinched the wild card, the Stott Grand Slam that was heard around the world. I mean, uh, were you and your pops watching that? I was I was watching from a hotel in New Jersey, um, and I'll let you know that I did text my brother, um, just so you could say it. Before I said, I said bases are loaded. <laughs> watching in my hotel, he's up. With the bases loaded. I said he's gonna pull through. What that, I told you. That's awesome. <laughs> Called the grand salami, eh? Hey man, um, I'm 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 pretty geeked about this whole Red October thing. It is you know, is is a thing. Uh Andrew says, so I expect you guys to be rocking your Phillies gear when you go out to the West Coast. Maybe just I, in the bar. I just learned that I'm not allowed to. Just I, in the bar. Just in the bar. <laughs> um, no, but uh I, I think that it is awesome how the how the Phillies are surging right now. And it feel it's the same exact thing as last year. I mean, October last year, you remember it, the Eagles were undefeated, uh, you know, heading into October. We started out eight and zero to start the season. And, um, you know, that was also coincided with the whole Philadelphia's Red October run all the way to the World Series. And so I think that we're in for another fun October, man, between the Phillies and the Eagles. They're going to be keeping us entertained. I mean, we deserve it, man. We do. We do. We've put up with a lot of miserable seasons. We deserve it. We deserve it. Um, The thing I'm most excited about this week is just just seeing this Eagles team against – uh, a better quarterback. Now we're gonna we're going into the uh, I'm not gonna say the elites, but we're going into some uh, upper tier quarterbacks. I know. Some, I know some. I know someone that's joining would say that he's elite. I'm not saying elite. Elite is a strong word. Like I it, wouldn't. I mean, he, he's a he's a great he's a great quarterback. But I will let we will let Ryan decide for for the for the group and the chat. How about that? That makes sense. I like it. Uh, bringing in Brian, Brian Dirud from the LA Football Network. How are you doing today? What's up, fellas? Doing great. Thanks uh, for having me. You know, good time, I'm sure, in, in Philly sports with your your Phillies moving on and stuff. And we got Dodgers out here starting soon. But happy yep. to talk football. So thanks for having me on. Yes, so you, sir. You missed the the real talk. We were talking about gang uh, attire before you got on. Should is that be- is- okay? Are you concerned about wearing hats out there? Because that, that's what people keep on saying. Really? Like about, what do you mean about hats? We just Maybe got told something. that the hats represent different neighborhoods. You got a different game. Watch what uh, you're okay. Yeah. No, I mean, to an extent, like I'm from Colorado originally. Okay. Um, I, I, and I moved to Long Beach in 08 and the Colorado Rockies had the Crips wear those. I didn't know that either, but hmm. I mean, Jeez. you'll be fine. I think you'll. And actually the. The Pirates, obviously, Pittsburgh, not Philly, but everyone in Pedro, in San Pedro, wears the Pirates hats. So, yeah, I guess you're right, but I don't think you have to fear anything. You should be fine. Okay. I mean, we're, that's we're, I, we're coming from Philadelphia, so that's how I was saying. Yeah, like, just don't wear, don't wear Houston gear, and you'll be fine. That's like public enemy number one out here. Won't, so won't catch me wearing fine. that. Won't catch me dead in Houston gear. <laughs> Philadelphia is a wild place, but uh, obviously, um, they're going to L.A. This is a great opportunity to go. Like, before you got on, we talked about, um, you know, Stafford being a – probably one of the best quarterbacks the Eagles have faced so far this season. I think uh, he's got a quick release. He knows where to go with the football. I think, uh, you know, he is, the, you know, word on the street is 
Mr. Cup runneth over could be back this week. You believe uh, Cooper Cup is coming back? Yeah, he practiced. Uh, so we're, we're today Thursday. So we practiced Wednesday. Should be practicing it the day they practice here in about ten minutes. Um, but it's looking like it. I mean, they'll they'll take it slow. Obviously, I think they kind of rushed it in training camp, which is why he ended up on IR. Uh, but all indications are he looks healthy, um, feels great, and so they they always play these pretty smart. But if I were a betting man, I'd bet he he goes on on Sunday. We'll see if he he's in every single play, but I think he'll be out there. And speaking of being a betting man, um, so like I. Me, me, Gail and I, uh, we, we were doing draft coverage, you know, before the NFL draft happened. Gail well, was a big fan of Puka Nakua going into this draft. And then you guys obviously ended up with him and he's just burst onto the scene. Uh, when Cooper Cup arrives back in this offense, how do you see the target share being split up? Do you think that Puka continues to surge or Cooper just comes in and pretty much takes all that from him? Yeah, it's a great question. And you know, it's funny because when you look at Stafford's tenure here so far in L.A., he's he's really honed in on Cooper Cup, regardless of who's even when OBJ came to town. Obviously, mm-hmm. Robert Woods was a big name here, and it was kind of just the Cooper Cup show. There's that story that came out of the Breakfast Club when they kind of got together when Stafford first got traded and really built that connection. And so it, to me, and I'll get to answering your question in a second, but to me, mm-hmm. it was almost beneficiary to this offense that cup went on IR because it forced Stafford to get a rapport with other receivers and with other players instead of just having that connection with cup. So there's, there's been stories that kind of breakfast club two happened and Puka Nakua really latched on to Stafford and they kind of had a great rapport. And obviously we've seen that, you know, breaking every record, leading all rookies by 250 plus yards uh, and just what he's been able to do. So to answer your question, I think we definitely, his meteoric rise will, will come back down to earth a little bit. Uh, just because when you have the caliber of Cooper Cup out, also out there, you're going to get him involved in some capacity. Um, but the offense as a whole, it will obviously benefit as now they have these other options. And we've seen Tutu Atwell kind of come onto the scene as he was kind of labeled this bust player. Now he's played really well. So, you know, Cup plays kind of primarily from the slot. Pukunakua's had, I want to say it's like um, 80% or 70% from like the Z position and then the mm-hmm. other 30% from the slot. So it'll be interesting to see how they kind of intertwine those guys. Um, but to just give you a simple answer, we'll definitely see his target share go down, but I think it'll still be heavily involved uh, in this offense, especially in that short yardage game. Hmm. Yeah, he's been a volume guy, but also just the fact that he's getting the targets and opportunities coming up with a big play. Runs, uh, runs, I mean, that's, that's at the end of the day, like I feel like um, – Guy's got a good one. Uh, I'm just wondering, uh, you know, if he gets injured because that was his thing. Like he, he had injuries yeah. in his past. Um, but the, hey, he's here. He's making plays, and it's weird because the draft geek in me is like, I'm rooting for the kid, but then now, now I got to go out. I now I have to go out to L.A., sit in the stands, and you know, root against this kid. Um, yeah. But it is what it is, man. That it is football. And and an- another guy that I feel like is kind of being um, because of the Puka Nakua, like it's is kind of taken the NFL aside from the whole Taylor Swift thing, has taken the NFL yeah. by storm. Um, I feel I feel like Kyron Williams, that whole thing has kind of been swept under the table. And uh, you know, just how effective has he been as a runner for you guys? And do you kind of anticipate um, the same sort of success with him against the Eagles defensive line? Well. Second part first, I don't anticipate the same success. I mean, you guys are giving up, what, 63 yards a game on the ground? So, I mean, it's tough sledding against that (laughs) that defensive front. How Jalen Carter fell to you guys, I'll never understand. Amazing (laughs) draft pick. Um, But, he's I mean, he's been great in this. You know, he's a true three-down back in the fact he can run, block, and 
catch passes out of the backfield, which is what McVay looks for, which is why it didn't work out with Cam Akers. He just, Cam Akers didn't totally buy into all that mantra. Um, mm-hmm. You know, never really had like, I don't, I don't buy into that. He had a terrible attitude, but just didn't fully embrace that role of what Sean McVay was looking for. Whereas Kyron Williams has done that in spades. And, you know, I don't think he's, he's on the same talent level, but he remind he's the first back since Todd Gurley that is able to do it all in all three phases. And that's what they've been missing since Todd Gurley, you know, had his knee issues yep. and they ended up releasing him and he went to Atlanta is they've tried to find that with, you know, Daryl Henderson, CJ Anderson, Cam Akers, Sony Michelle, all these guys never got that. And Kyron Williams has been that do it all back that they've been lacking. So you've seen it every week, you know, he's getting five, six, seven, eight catches every single game. Yep. They're finally running him a lot. You know, they didn't run him against the Bengals. I think he had 13 carries and I'm the guy we did our show, you know, probably two hours ago, our Ram show. And I'm always 30 plus carries is my, my monster. <laughs> 30 plus carries gets you an opportunity to win football games. And yeah. so they finally did that last week. I think they ran him 25 and, and Ronnie rivers about seven. So, um, yeah, I don't think I'll have the same success against the Eagles, but they should at least have a balanced attack with him. And talking about the uh, running a game, you need offensive linemen that are stout at the point of attack. Now, we have questions. Now, is Larrick Jackson going to play this week? If we're if we're going back to being a betting man, I would say no. Uh, he's not ruled out yet, okay. uh, but didn't practice yesterday. Um, I think they'll hold him out longer. That Dotson played really well over at right guard, and they slid no boom over to tackle. Mm-hmm. I know him did not play great at left tackle and you guys should eat on that. I'm sure if that's the case, but um, yeah, to answer your question, I, I don't think Jackson will go, but I wouldn't be shocked if he makes it, makes a chance to go at it. See, I was trying to set you up on that question to see where you go with that. And you, you answered it perfectly. Um, <laughs> um, trained, well trained over there. Now, Steven Vila, another, another mm-hmm. favorite of mine, uh, stood me up for an interview. Um, mm-hmm. Asked for interview. Ask for easy. So big fan of his game. Uh, so how's you know him at left guard? I think uh, he's he was pretty stout um, from all the tape I watched. Has he been everything as advertised? Yeah, he's a dog, man. I mean, he's he was a home run draft pick. Most fans were pining for either an offensive lineman or an edge rusher with that first pick in the second round. Uh, they went obviously offensive line and, and Avila. I mean, he's a monster human being. Great guy. Great great teammate. Um, but he's been everything as advertised. I mean, he's probably been outside of Rob Havenstein, who's the longest tenured Ram still on this team. Avila's probably been the most consistent and reliable offensive lineman. And he's, you know, as a rookie. So, you know, they, they missed last year with Logan Bruss. They was their first pick. They drafted offensive line out of Wisconsin. And obviously they waived him. He's on the practice squad now. Um, but Steve Avila has been a home run so far. And, and just, he goes into that, you know, they, they kind of guys, they, whatever, for whatever, even wavered on that offensive line, the last few years to be more of like, um, you know, technically sound, but not like these mashers. And they've gone now back to like, we need to just be brawlers at the point of attack because their biggest opponent, the 49ers, they just got beat up by every single time they played. And so they've kind of shifted gears in the offensive line and drafting Avila was that first step. And if you watch the Niner game is all, I'm not, I didn't expect you guys did, but if you did, it was the first time in probably since McVay's been here where the Rams actually held their own at the point of attack. And I know they lost 30 to 23, but it was an actual, it was a game that you felt like the Rams were in. Whereas even in their Super Bowl run, like they were getting blown up at the point of attack. So Avila is definitely the, the catalyst for what that means. Real quick. I want to be honest. uh, I know Avila did have some great quality reps versus Jalen Carter when he was at Georgia. So I'm going to give my, 
I'm throwing my flowers at Evan. Go ahead. He was probably uh, the only one that had quality reps against Georgia. I, that that's game. why I had, to, I had to throw it out there, man. I had to throw it out there. I mean, that is impressive in itself. Uh, but sticking with that, uh, with the defensive line, um, you know, Aaron Donald obviously has been a generational player for you guys. And I, I'm not so so much asking for this game, but just more intel as far as from a L.A. Rams fan and uh, someone that is closer to the team out there. Because I remember when you guys won the Super Bowl, there was those rumors about, uh, you know, him mulling the idea of retirement. And uh, I think even McVay was mulling that idea as well. And so now we're a few years remo- removed from that. Is that um, still kind of existing and like where you're thinking that Aaron Donald, this could be his last year that, you know, is that is that still an existing thought? Yeah, no, I don't think so. I think he'll um... – I think he's going to finish his contract, which I think he, after this year, he has one or two years remaining. I should know okay. that offhand, but I don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think he's satisfied with finishing his contract. They feel it's, it's funny because this year, I'm sure you guys have talked about the off season or at least offline and, you know, this, this tear down of the roster and, you know, the trading of Jalen Ramsey and all these players. And it, it felt like a, like, what are they doing? You have Sean McVay who's mulling retirement. You have Aaron Donald was just doing that. You have Cooper cup and Stafford. Like these guys aren't going to want to be for a rebuild. And then you're around the team and you see what they've done this year. I know they're, you know, they're a 500 football team, but it feels like they're a pretty good two and two football team. No, they are. They are, yeah. And and it feels like, okay, there's some juice around this team. And Aaron Donald feels much more excited this year than he was last year after coming off a Super Bowl win. Sean McVay is rejuvenated. So, you know, another long-winded answer from me, but to answer your question, I I think he's good for his contract. McVay for sure is good through his four years left on his deal. And we'll see if he extends past that. But it was kind of that they were – came the Jesus moment, but they're all in. And I think they're, they're here to stay at least for the duration of their contracts. And and just looking at the, the NFC West as a whole too. I mean, from the outside looking in, I I anticipated the Arizona Cardinals being the worst team in the NFL this year. I really thought that, you know, with Kyler Murray, not playing Josh Dobbs was a total question mark. I thought that they were a shoe in for the number one pick in the draft. Um, But as you look at your guys division, uh, I think that, Overall, it's it's impressed. I mean, the L.A. Rams, uh, like you said, um, they're, they're doing better than I expected. Uh, the Cardinals as well. And then obviously you got the Seahawks and you got the Niners. So that's a that's a tough division to be in right now. Yeah, it always seems to be. And obviously before prior to this year, it was touted as like the top division in football. And then you mm-hmm. have this turnover. And and but yeah, I mean, you, you have credit. I mean you guys obviously know Jonathan Gannon very much better than I do, but it, yeah. it's very similar. His, his arc to becoming a head coach is so similar to Nick Sirianni, right? Like everyone laughed at Sirianni's first press conference. And, and I loved, I was, I wanted Sirianni, you know, I'm a, actually, I'm from Denver originally. I'm a Broncos fan to kind of answer Bob Downey's question here, but I wanted the Broncos <laughs> yeah. to hire Nick Sirianni because I thought he was such a potentially good coach gets laughed at. And obviously we see what he did with you guys. And Gannon, the same thing, right? He goes to Arizona. Yeah. Everyone's like, what is this guy doing? You can't talk to the media. And, they're a competitive football team, and and luckily for the Rams, the Rams have had the Cardinals numbers since McVay's been there. I think they're I think they're ten and one against the Cardinals or something like that. So yeah, they should be okay against that. But yeah, the division's definitely better than what a lot of people anticipated. Uh, Chris has a hard hitting question. He says, "I'm late, but is Gail playing Twister or is that Dots Candy <laughs> on the receipt paper from the '80s?" I'm at Nickelodeon Studios. The walls are kind of fun here. Okay, <laughs> you like to have fun. Yeah, that's sweet. So. Uh, and, and speaking of production value, I, b- before we get away from it, uh, Ryan, I just have to say your camera quality has not gone unnoticed. That, that is a crisp <laughs> picture, my friend. Crisp. Yeah, we're, you know, we're, in the, we're all in this business, so you want to try exactly. to make it look good, right? So, good. I'm glad it's noticed. 
Now, uh, I you know, need a, I just need a better studio instead of my bedroom, but we'll get to that one day. Dude, LA, I know, you know, I think prices for uh, things out there are super expensive, man. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, so Tim Perkins is checking in, asking about uh, Tyler Higby. And, uh, you know, looking at our linebackers, I mean, that was one of the things that was one of the question marks for us heading into this year. Um, they, they've impressed more than I thought they were going to, but it's still part of the Eagles team that I view as, uh, as somewhat of a weak spot. So how do you think Higby kind of plays against our linebackers this week? Yeah, Higby, you know, another mainstay, just got a contract extension. Um, so hats off to him. He's kind of a he's such an interesting player because he's, he's super vital in the offense, but sometimes he's, he's very underutilized. Um, Reminds me of Goddard, he's, he's honestly. Re- well, yeah, don't tell me I got Goddard on my fantasy team. I'm like, what's going on here? Get this guy some touches. Um, but Higby's the same way. Like some, I mean, his last huge performance was against the Eagles, right? Two years ago with yeah. that three touchdown game, or was it three right. years ago? Um, that was his biggest game of his entire career. And, but I mean, he, he, he's a clutch player in big moments. I wouldn't expect him, especially if Cup comes back to be, a concern for you guys just because I don't think he's that involved in the McVay offense. He's almost more of a decoy. And then, you know, he'll have three to three to five targets every game here and there, get three to four catches. Um, Watch I say that and he'll go off for like 10 for 120 and two touchdowns. But um, just from what I've seen and how much Rams football I've watched, and especially with Cooper Cup coming back to answer Tim's question, I, I don't think he'll be a huge concern just because he's just not that involved in the offensive air attack. He's, you know, he's a real good run blocker as well. I think he's underrated in that department, and obviously that'll help hopefully spring Kyron to some ones. Um, but yeah, it should be it should be an okay matchup. But you know, on those third and third intermediates, he's definitely got to look out for. Yeah. No. Um, the one thing I want to look at is this week, since uh, let's see, Reed Blankenship missed one game, but every game he's played, he's been attacked the same. You know, right in the seams, the skinny post. Uh, every tight end has gotten. Uh, I'd say a plus twenty catch on him, mm-hmm. over over twenty yards on him. Um, I think it's a it's an area of concern for me. I mean, just the middle of our field is with our safeties and the way the way that they're set up. I'm very concerned, um, and I just feel like with Matt Stafford's arm, I I feel like he knows where all the sweet spots of the zones are, and like especially if Cups comes back, I'm uh you know. I'm worried about our sticks defense if we continue to put that out because um, we've done that over the last couple of weeks. I, uh, Howell got busy on us. Yeah, very interesting that he did. But um, his mobility, uh, Matt Stafford, um, he's not the most mobile guy. Uh, are you worried about him in, in the pocket? I mean, so my I don't know if you I'm sure you guys have heard, but he's got the hip contusion obviously was was banged up last week against the Colts. So so we talked on our show like the biggest concern for the Rams in this game is interior pressure, which obviously Jalen Carter and, and you guys have, you know, in, in a bounds of players yeah. Yeah. that can. Yeah, they can do that. And and so if if that's the way to beat this, Ram, not just beat this Rams team, but probably dominate is if you guys, you know, against Coleman Shelton, Steve Avila, uh, Dotson, if you're able to get that interior pressure force. Stafford to either escape the pocket, which he's not going to do because he's not mobile, as you alluded to, um, Gail, or have to step into his throws with someone like Jalen Carter bearing in his face with that bad hip. It's just not going to bode well. So, you know, for us, like the game plan for McVay has to be, you know, these short, get the ball, get the ball out quick, because a lot of if you watch a lot of Rams football, these four four weeks, 
The one interesting thing that McVeigh has done in his play calling is there's it's a lot of long developing routes. I mean, how many times do you see Puka Nakua getting a 27 yard reception, two to Outwell with an 18 yard reception, right. and Van Jefferson streaking down the middle for a seam route? They don't do a lot of these short routes, and against a pass rush and an interior like the Eagles, I mean that's where they're going to just wreak havoc. So look for McVeigh to either change the game script and do that, or if he doesn't. You know, it could be a long one for for Stafford in the offense. Yeah, yeah. I, th- I think quick passes would definitely be the way to go. And honestly, like the way that this has been, the way the Eagles season has been going, and, uh, you know, we've kind of have been giving up points. Um, uh, on the other side of that, we also are putting up points. I, I anticipate this kind of being a high-scoring matchup. What What's your thoughts on that? Mm-hmm. You think uh, you ta- you taking the over this weekend? Yeah, what even? I know you guys are four and a half point favorites. I mean, what is the over? Right I, don't, I don't even know. I have I haven't placed a sports bet in years. Ah, <laughs> uh, and you guys are legal uh, there, aren't you? Yeah, in Pennsylvania. Yeah, you got. Um, but the degenerates over here. Right? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's fair. well, I am, and I don't even. I'm not even allowed to. It. I am. So, um, I I guess I wait until Saturday to look at that. But I I assume if I'm guessing that the over under is probably around like 48 or so, and I would probably take the over on that. I think. As you guys alluded to right when I jumped on, I think this is the best offense the Eagles have faced so far this year. And surprising with all that talent, um, you guys have given up some points. So, you know, that can shift very quickly. But, uh, you know, I think – and the Rams' defense, I think, has played really admirably and played great. But, you know, they, they're probably – they're they're going to give up between 20 and 30, I guess, against this offense. So, yeah, I, I would not be shocked if this is a – you know, we, I don't know if you guys will do score predictions later, but I would not be shocked if this is like a, a 35, 30, you know, 27, yep. 30 type of game kind of thing. Uh, the, the, the way that the, the, the spread and the over under right now is uh, minus four and a half points in the Eagles favor. And then the over under is 50. So 50. Yep. Now, uh, Ryan, I know you, uh, you probably watched the Super Bowl. Uh, the last one that the Eagles were in. Uh, I'm sure you bet on it. Um, <laughs> but I'm sure you also saw a lot of, jet motion used by the chiefs uh i know pete is asking do they run a lot of motion plays with two two at well they do i wouldn't say a lot i feel mm-hmm. like they should run more um but they i they kind of disguise it a lot and then just use it in their wheelhouse if you watch that monday night was it monday night or sunday night? i always get my days but the Bengals rams game they mm-hmm. did do that jet motion with two till and it went for what should have been a touchdown it got called back that he stepped out even though he didn't um, but that was really the, the I think, two times total this year they've actually utilized that. Um, so they don't do it a ton, but it is in the warehouse. They actually did it a lot with Cooper Cup. I can't see them doing that, especially coming off injury. Um, so, you know, you'd look for either a 2-2 or a Puka Nakua to be the guy to, to get that. But, yeah, it's in the warehouse, just not a, a huge point of it's- emphasis. We've we've uh, we've talked a lot about Puka. We've talked about Kyron Williams. Uh, you know, guys that have kind of emerged this year. Um, who are some of the Rams players this year that are kind of more LA Rams fans known? You know what I mean? Like, um, who are guys that are performing really well this year that aren't really being talked about? Yeah. So I feel like offensively we've kind of hit on all of them, um, but defensively, you know, Ernest Jones at linebacker, he's he's entering his third year. He was a huge reason why the Rams decided to part ways with Bobby Wagner. If you remember, they signed him last year to a five-year deal. And after just one year waved him. And part of that was um, they love Ernest Jones um, getting him out of South Carolina just two years ago. And he's turned into not just a a leader of this defense, but tremendous in, in run, run defense and tackling, but he's improved dramatically in, in pass defense. That was kind of his one weakness coming out of college, but you know, total GPS of the football and, and so he's been in great and a guy that has been probably their best outside of Aaron Donald, their best defender 
um, on this defense. And the other guy, I think he's fairly well known, but maybe not. Maybe he's just Rams guy, but Jordan Fuller is their safety, mm-hmm. a sixth round pick out of Ohio State a few years back in 2020 and missed almost all of last year to injury. So he kind of got forgotten about, but he's he's back fully healthy. He he wears the green dot typically on Sundays. And so he's definitely a really, really stout defender. And then last one I'll just I'll bring up is, you know, Akella Witherspoon. They signed during training camp. So a late signing. Obviously, Witherspoon's been kind of around the league. I think what Niners, Chiefs, and Steelers. Yeah. And sometimes it's just it's all about where you land. You know, he's only 25 years old and he's found a rebirth in LA. And he's he's one of the most efficient corner defenders in all of football if you look at efficiency ratings so um he's played great as that you know outside corner for this team i got a i got a surprise for you we had uh your favorite guy ernest jones hey. on our talk the prospect segment uh we were a big fan of his game so we should be we should be some analysts here i think because we're, we're <laughs> pulling these gems out um but uh i know yeah. uh todd in the chat he said um what do you think the ratio of uh jet uh, Rams fans to Eagle fans will be on Sunday. It's gonna be tough cross country, but what do you think? Yeah, you know, I, you know, I live here in LA, and there's there's a lot of Eagles fans that live here. I mean, I so I moved here like I said in the beginning at in 08. So the Rams didn't move here till 16. So I was here for eight years with no NFL teams, and mm-hmm. the amount of you know Niners fans that live here, obviously Raider fans, but but when you look at Eagles, Cowboys, Broncos, I mean, there's a lot of fans that just live here. So don't even have to travel. So um, it'll be at least 50, 50. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked at all if it's 60, 40 in favor of the Eagles. It's just the way it is in LA. Um, you know, it, it seems like people take that as a slight. There is actually a really good Rams fan base and it continues to grow. Yeah. But like I said, when there's 21 years of a fans travel way more uh, and that's just the beauty of the sport now. And then B it's just in LA fans just live here i mean i live in la and i there's like an eagles fan on my block so it's just the yeah. way it is <laughs> last, yeah, i, I feel like la is there. a lot of transplants just from all over the country as well there's a lot of people that yeah. just end up moving there yeah, yeah i was out I there for the that. uh i was out there for the uh rams eagles game when the game that once got hurt um it was very uh i love playing in the older stadium to be honest it was like a throwback that like that was college. in usc stadium right so like the rose yeah. bowl it yeah. was a, it was call, definitely call a throwback. Yeah. Seats were a little creaky, but yeah. um, I think it was about a – I'd say it was probably a 50-50 split. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I remember that game. Um, yeah, the Collie's great. I mean, it's I, I'm there every Saturday for SC games. They've, they've replaced the seats finally, Gail, so they're a little nicer now. But, uh, yeah, they could be the place some rentals on that stadium. It felt Are a little you? haunted too. Yeah, it's a hundred years old. I mean, it's a hundred years old. So the ghost of Vince Young is still is still walking around <laughs> haunting USC. Yes. Um, you said you go out to a lot of those games. I mean, have you seen uh, Caleb Williams at all this year? Oh yeah, I'm at, I've been at every game. So I was just in Colorado this past weekend for the for the USC CU game. Uh, I'll be there today this weekend when they play Arizona. So you know we're getting off topic, obviously. But Caleb Williams, man, he is. It's one of those guys. Like not to sound cheesy, but you kind of feel honored to watch him. You're like, this is just something special to behold. Like, it's just, you, it's an you honor don't got to gotta tell me, play. man. I, lo- I love USC. That's, that's, I love that team. It's yeah. the most, that's the most random. When you, when you, I know you, you told me this before, and it's because of Reggie, Reggie Bush. Bush, bro. Yeah. But every time you say it, it's like the first time you're saying it. We like, got this, uh, this is one of our sponsors, this uh, fight on oh, Pale Ale here. Can, so. I oh, wait, wait, can, I, can I, uh, can I zoom one in? You want to zoom one? No, yeah. Three? This is a Stone Brewery local out here in LA, and it's our, Sponsor fight on pale ale. So shout out, uh, shout out Stone Brewery. Very nice. You think Caleb Williams actually uh, threatens to stay in college if he has to play for the Bears? Hell yeah. 
I mean, the money he makes in the NIL I deals, I would. Pull a pull a yeah. Eli Manning, John Elway. Yeah, it, it feels like it feels like him and his dad are kind of, and they kind of have this power just because of how good he is and how desperate teams are. But he's like using this as a almost like he's the the employer asking for resumes and kind of like what team is going to like give me an opportunity and not just tank to draft me and prove yeah. that you're with me coming to it's it has that vibe and that's what but it's gonna be real hard for him to to not go so um you ba- ba- back on this game uh heading into this weekend uh, and this is obviously something that isn't talked about i feel like often at all but the uh the special team side of the ball is something that we have been lacking for years and now finally um britain covey or england covey as i like to call him uh, he has been showing out uh, in the punt return game. He had over 100 punt return yards a couple games ago. Didn't get in the end zone, but, I mean, he was averaging a great – he was putting us in good field position. How has the Rams' um, punt defense been? Do you think that there's any opportunity for him to maybe break one off, or uh, have you guys been holding people in check? Yeah, it's been it's been much better. The Rams, you know, after they – moved on from bones who I think, I think he's still with Dallas. They're their special teams coordinator. Um, but they had a lot of issues on special teams ever since moving on from him. And, and finally now with chase Blackburn as their, their special teams coordinator, I feel like they've really improved. And um, so, I mean, they've been pretty stout to answer your question. I think uh, there's always the opportunity and, and obviously there's a lot of talent there on that side of the ball for you guys. And, and what we've seen him been able to do in space. Um, but I think overall the Rams have actually been fairly well at containing who they've played in the special teams game. So wouldn't shock me, but I think that they should be able to keep things in check, at least on that keep side. Things in check. Okay. Now let's talk about McVay. I mean, I, I feel like, uh, you know, some uh, far from down under didn't believe he deserved the uh, coach of the year in 2017. But do you think um, his game, have you seen like uh, a growth um, in the way he's, he's calling plays and how, what, what has been the biggest difference from that 2017 year to now? Yeah, so I, I mean, I love Sean McVay. I think he's, you know, I don't know if your listeners would agree with this. Probably not, but I think he's a top five coach in the NFL. I mean, his resume, I think, speaks for himself in just, what, six years, two Super Bowl appearances, one Super Bowl win, you know, countless division titles, only missed the playoffs once or twice, but only one losing season. Um, it's but, a massive resume. But it's funny, you know, he, he has those offensive guru tendencies where you just think you're you're better than probably – the talent of the personnel you have the best example is that week two or week three game against the Bengals. And so, you know, you ask about like, have we, you've seen growth, the maturity from 17 to now, and you see it on after a loss, right? That's where you see the maturity because against the yeah. Bengals, Bengals couldn't stop the run their first two weeks. Rams were in that game, either winning or were down three, the entire game. They lost 19 to 16. They ran the ball 13 times. They, right. they dropped Stafford back there whatever it was 47 times and and just like what are you doing like run the football so those are those tendencies you see from McVay that are very frustrating and he hasn't grown out of because you get games like that at least three times a year I hope it doesn't happen this Sunday or the Rams lose in my opinion Um, but then you see the game after last week against um, you know their opponent and I felt like he called one of his best games of the year and what he was able to do with with doing, you know, keeping a balanced attack and using guys in motion, as we talked about earlier and, and getting guys involved. And I know it stalled there in the second half a little bit, but they were still smart with it. And he had an injured quarterback there and was able to get the win in overtime. So it's, it's, yeah, he always has those games three to four a year where you're scratching your head, like, man, what are we doing here? And then he has those games the following week where you're like, 
this is why you're one of the best coaches in all football. So love him. You got to take the good with the bad. I got a fun fact for you. Um, In high school, Sean McVay got player of the year. I'm going to ask, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'll ask the question. Sean McVay got player of the year in the state of Georgia at a high school, which hall of famer um, did he beat? When he was playing football? Oh, I feel like I know this answer too. It's kind of wild. Give me, it's give me six, offense or defense. Offense, because it, it's kind of a six degrees of um, separation his yeah. from his from his quarterbacks. Six degrees oh, of Stafford. It, so it's Stafford. Okay. Well, no, that's no, Stafford. No, no, it's not, not Stafford. Famer, right? Teammate um, of Stafford. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Calvin Johnson. Uh, Yes. He, really? out, he beat out Calvin Johnson what? for player that, of the year. That's pretty impressive. In Georgia. He, played at, he played at Miami of Ohio and he has a statue there. Yeah. How, how, that's, a, that's, a statue. A great, that's a great that's a great question. So you could use that on your podcast. Just <laughs> you give me credit. You. Give me credit. There you go. I, will, I, I, th- will, I think uh, uh, Sean McVay is a little bit younger than Herschel Walker. <laughs> <laughs> and then Just also, uh, it's, it's kind of weird with his players, um, the way they're, they're lusting after a coach's wife, girlfriend, or whatever. What is that? What's going on over there? That's always well, making news. I don't think it's it's true, but there was rumors that that's why Jared Goff was traded because Goff was going out. His now wife, like they're having a baby, uh, they're having a boy if, here in about three months. If, if that's true, yeah, that, that, that was like, like the whole joking rumor. Yeah, I can see it. Goff, Goff had his own like supermodel girlfriend, so that's why I, I didn't believe it. it. I'm like, I can, I, can, <laughs> I can see it. I can see it. Um, yeah, man. Um, so talking about predictions, I you said 35. Well, so my, my, my prediction when I did our show earlier, and I'll just stick with it, was 27-23 Rams. 27-23. Which I, puts them I, right I, at 50, right? Right at the, right the yep. over-under line. Right it's at the number. Push, makes it a push. <laughs> <laughs> See, I mean, it's like the interior pressure we're talking about um, the opposite way, but now we're talking about Aaron – Donald versus our interior pressure. It's like, you know, you got a Hall of Famer in there, Jason Kelsey. But you have uh Landon Dickerson, who's he's a they call him the big bapa. He's he's got some size, but Aaron Donald, uh Sirianni called him multiple. I mean, this guy can do a, a plethora of things. Um it's one guy that I'm actually I don't I don't really get worried about too many guys. Um, and Aaron Donald is that dude. So uh, how do you think they deploy him this week against uh, the Eagles? Yeah, well, he's, you know, Eric Henderson, the defensive line coach, is I think one of the most underrated coaches. He'll be, I'm shocked he's not a defensive coordinator yet, but he will be eventually. Um, But they use him in different ways because obviously he gets double and triple teams so often. So there was a play last week that kind of demonstrates it perfectly is, you know, with his interior rush, it forced, and obviously they'll see this from Jalen Hurts because of how athletic he is, but it forced Anthony Richardson to roll out to the right. And then they used Ernest Jones, their backer as that true like QB spy and was basically just waiting for him. Like it was a, it was almost like a funnel concept, if you will, like Aaron Donald, they knew he was going to win at the point of attack, even going against three guys forced the QB here. And here's Jones just waiting for him. So I think you'll see that happen more in this game than Aaron Donald getting four sacks just because he's such a point and they don't have a true, like great edged rusher. I mean, Byron mm-hmm. Jones is a rookie. He's looked good. Michael Hoyt, 
Michael, uh, yeah, Hoyt isn't even like a true edge guy, but they've kind of been forced to start him there. So it's stuff like that that I think you'll see where you see his true greatness is more being the assist man or the setup man or or whatever than than just getting sacks. You know, I wouldn't, I I would think he'll still get maybe one sack in this game just because that's how good he is. But um, it, it's fun to watch how differently they use him, and when you just really key in on him, you can really see you know how great he really is. For sure. Mm, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna give. My, I'm just thinking about my prediction in my head. You got me thinking. I'm, I'm saying 34-27 Eagles. Mm. I'm I'm leaning towards a 27 to 21 victory. I think I think it's going to be a close one. Um, but I, I the Eagles putting up as many points as they have this year. I think the trend continues. Uh, you know, we've scored at least 25 points in every game. I think that sort of trend is going to continue. So. Um, that's what I'm hoping for. At least well, there's a there's a guy on the Eagles. Uh, I don't know if you heard of him, AJ Brown. Uh, made a professional cornerback, Manuel Forbes, cry last week. I <laughs> uh, had him in a blender. He was talking his shit, which I respect. Yeah. Yep. But when it came time terms to uh, backing it up, um, it just didn't happen. It just didn't happen. Uh, now you're Kello Witherspoon, right? Is your yeah. corner? Kelly Witherspoon or Darian, Darian Kendrick will be the two. Um, where do you see them? Like, uh, and again, I, I'm not even slighting Devontae Smith. Devontae Smith is route guard, God Jr., yeah. I call him. Where do you see the uh, your cornerback standing up to these two? Yeah, it's going to be tough. And it's so, it's, you know, that's why I love the NFL because every week's so different. Because you see in week one, right, where you play the Seahawks that have, you know, arguably a top five receiver room with DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, drafting Jackson Smith and Jigba. And mm-hmm. in the second half, those guys had like a combined four yards receiving. I mean, the, the, they absolutely were shut down by this relatively unknown DB room. And I think throughout the season, the DB room has actually played um, – much better than expected. We have this joke. We're going to make a shirt on the LA football network called better than expected. And that's like our, our Rams mantra this year is just everything's better than expected. But you know, I I think this, that was week one, everything. There's always like, you don't really know what you're going to get with week one to me. If, if they can hold Smith and and AJ Brown to like 125 yards combined, like that's a win, not a win necessarily in the, the game category, but in terms of secondary versus those great receivers. I mean, if they're holding those guys to about 70 a piece, like, they played their butts off. I think that's all. Cause I just don't know the talent discrepancy, how you contain this guy, the offensive prowess that Sirianni has, the connection they have with Jalen hurts and obviously other, other aspects to their offense that they bring. Um, so if they can do that, that's a win. We'll see if they can do it. Um, and, and yeah, it, it'll be, it'll be a fun matchup to watch though. And uh, if, if the Rams continue to have success and uh, you know, the, the whole better than expected uh, mantra continues, um, as we get closer to the uh, trade deadline, do you anticipate, like, let's say the Rams, you know, rattle off a few wins in a row? Do you a anticipate them making a move before the deadline, and b uh, where do you think that move? Uh, where do you think they would be helping out? In what position? Yeah, it's so we've been talking about this basically since the season started because that's that's what the Rams do, right? Like they're mm-hmm. they're always in win now, and Ooh. this is such a different vibe of season, and and everyone thought they were going to tank, and in reality, they're just kind of remodeling, not rebuilding. You know, and right now you have the Broncos just released Randy Gregory, and that's yep. like the true position the Rams need is a is a true edge guy. Like, do they go after him? But they don't seem to really have that that move. Personally, I think they're content how they are. I think any any push to the playoffs or any depth there, it's a it's like a 
you know, cherry on top because they're yeah. really, this team is built for 2024 to, you know, they're going to have 90 million in cap space. They have all their draft picks. They finally have a first round pick and then wow. they can just basically do what they did two years ago all over again and go all in next year. But to your point, Evan, like if this deadline comes and they're, I always forget what week it is, but let's say they're seven and two or whatever the record could be, or they're, right. they're sitting like that and sitting at the top of the division. I mean, it's gonna be really hard not to make an impending move to say we can go win it this yeah, year. We like can go win it this let's year. Not right. sell ourselves short. Yeah. Right. So I wouldn't count anything out. I would lean right now saying they'll hold Pat, but yeah, I mean, if they go on this run, they're the team that will make a move for sure. They've proven that. I yep. think, uh, I think Van Jefferson, I think, uh, could they trade? I mean, with the depth that you have, could you trade him? To the Panthers and team him up with his father, who was the wide receiver coach in uh, Carolina. Oh, they, I mean, they should. I think we've seen through four games that he's really not even involved in the in the um, game plan. So the hard thing with the NFL, and you guys know this, is it's so rare you get like player for player trade. So if yeah. they trade Van, they'll probably get a sixth round pick back for him if that. So obviously they they can use that next year. But if they're going for like they need to make moves for this playoffs, um, they're basically going to have to throw that plan out the window, trade draft picks this year to go get, you know, a Brian Burns or something. Except for that damn Chip Kelly that traded away our all-time leading rusher for freaking Kiko Alonso. Thanks, Chip. Appreciate that. (laughs) Thanks, Chip. Uh, Um, Chip's here in L.A. too with UCLA, so we see him all the time. Before we we get you out here, I also want – I need some – we want some tips because uh, if if places to eat for Eagle fans coming in the city, like uh, let's say best – Give me your best spot that if if you're if you were looking at Eagle fans as your friends, where <laughs> would you recommend them, them to go? Eat? Don't 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 send us to no shady spot. This is South, uh, South Central. I hear this is uh, this is elite <laughs> eats. Ryan, hey, elite if you want, eats good, if you want good tacos, you're probably going to South Central. So, uh, okay. you know. uh, are you guys coming out for the game? By the way, we are. We are. Oh, love yep. it. Okay, all right. Well, maybe we'll have to. Can we'll we get a bro? Can we, can we get a bro hug somewhere? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Um, so LA it's, you know, it's as Philly is the same way, right? I mean, it's such a big place. It's hard to right. figure out, you know, burger spot. There's a spot all the way up here in Pasadena called pie and burger, which is amazing. It's like an old school, like it's like almost a hundred years old, I think. And they serve pie and burgers and it's great, but that's a little far from the stadium. Um, there's this place downtown. So the stadium's in Inglewood and Inglewood is kind of, a, a it's becoming gentrified. So it's very still run down around the city, but they're starting to build up a lot more. But mm-hmm. if you go downtown, which is, you know, probably 20 minutes from the stadium, um, there's a, one of my favorite places called Coles. It's, I believe 105 years old. It's like a French dip speakeasy. So they got great bourbon, great cool. old fashions. And then they have these amazing French dip sandwiches. You can do pastrami sandwiches as well. Um, and they have language. these amazing garlic fries. So that's a little hole in the wall spot that I love going to. Um, you know, tacos, just find any taco stand. Like you don't need to go to a restaurant. Like any, just, I, I figure tacos like, are like cheesesteaks out here. Like it, it, yeah, you can't really, any taco that. truck you can find, you, you can't go wrong. So you don't need to travel far and wide for that. Just wherever you're staying, find the taco truck. Always go El Pastor. I judge my taco truck. My wife's Mexican. So I'm spoiling a great Mexican food. Oh, I always judge guys. Mexican food by their El Pastor. So, you know, if you like carne asada, if you like chicken, throw it out the window or the El Pastor. <laughs> taco and then that's how you can kind of judge the taco truck so good um, to know i'm in i'm in times square right now and we have a taco place down 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 the street and you get like two tacos for like 22 dollars. i'm like what is this Mm. wait till i go to la (laughs) it's (laughs) It's gonna be 25 (laughs) dollars mexican food yeah, you, can get, you can get a taco truck. You'll be able to get probably, you know, seven tacos for $22. So you'll be all right. 
Um, Dad says that you remind him of Ben Foster, a great actor in The Lone Survivor. Oh, must be that. Just must be the goatee. I get a Edward Norton a lot too. <laughs> you might want to look that up. Um, but anything else you want to promote before you get out of here? I mean, I mean, we you've been giving us all the intel. Um, I know it's a, uh, you know, it's hard to give the information to the enemy. But um, anything <laughs> else? Anything else you want to add? Yeah. No, guys, this has been fun. Thanks so much for having me. The last thing I'll say about the game is, you know, I see two key factors. And we kind of mentioned it. One is that interior pass rush from the Eagles. If they're able to get inside and force Stafford to step into, you know, Jalen Carter, whatnot, or escape, then it's going to be a long day. And then for the Rams, if they can't get any edge pressure, if they're relying purely on Aaron Donald um, and, you know, and your guys' tackles are able to dominate, then it's going to be tough for that secondary to hold up against um, your obviously great receivers. So those are the two factors in terms of me. Thanks for having me on. You know, I, LA football network is, is who we are. LAFBnetwork.com or LAFB network on all of our socials. Um, if anyone wants to check that out or if any Eagles fans in here are in LA and want to check out USC or UCLA, obviously they don't want to see about the Rams, but maybe college, they want to check us out. So is there a, uh, is there a good game on Saturday? So UCLA plays uh, Washington state at the Rose bowl, which is actually a, a, Washington State's 13th ranked, so that should be a really good game. Um, cool. And then USC is at the Cali playing Arizona, so it won't be quite as good of a game. But So we can meet Chip Kelly in the, in the alleyway somewhere? <laughs> there you go. Somewhere in the beautiful Ryan, Ryan sent us. He said you'd be here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, hey, I, live, I live about a mile from the Rose Bowl, so if you want to come up, let me know. I'll be here. All right, uh, I'm gonna get your I'm gonna get your number. I'm gonna hit you up, man. But uh, we appreciate you sticking around and, and really good, coming, coming through. Um, hopefully, we see you in LA, maybe for Absolutely. some tacos. Can't wait. Hit me up. Thanks, guys. Good luck this weekend. All right. Good luck, dude. Take care. Bye bye. That was awesome. That was yeah. awesome. Uh, it's always it's always good to get the the nitty gritty from the opposing fans. I mean, um, like w- w- we are so gung ho, and uh, you know we follow the Eagles every breath we take. Uh, so it's it's good to get a uh, a perspective from a guy that is a fan of another team to give us a non biased uh, you know view of what's going on out there. Dub G thirty six said, "I switched to YouTube so I don't feel ignored." Have we <laughs> have we ignored you? I haven't seen any messages. Is he on Twitch? Is he on Facebook? No, I see Facebook messages and YouTube messages coming in. Through, you know, it is what it is. Um, I'm, you got me excited about the tacos. I'm not gonna lie. Al Pastor. I don't even know what Al Pastor is. It sounds good though. Yep. Um, you know, the other thing when he's when he, when he I started to started to think. Um, I just feel like our our front, but again, if Cox isn't playing, um, it's definitely gonna be a test of the youngins. It uh, will be, but I mean, like, I feel like our defensive rotation goes deep enough to where true Milton Williams. Let's not let's not disrespect. Um, disrespect. We still got Josh Sweat. We have uh, Brandon Graham. Brandon oh. Graham, Hassan yeah, Reddick, Hassan Reddick, Temple Zone. Yeah. Um. Hassan Reddick, who I didn't even get to talk about from the Washington game, it, it was great to uh, watch him finally end up on the stat sheet, get himself a sack. Um, yeah, I, th- I think our defensive line rotation will be all right. Boneless pork shoulder, pulled pork El Pastor. All right. It sounds like some uh, the last. Um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> <laughs> Not gonna even say it. It sounds sounds like a uh, Red Dead Redemption boss, <laughs> the El Pastor. You have to beat him before you finish the game. Um, shout out to Pete Nathan. I I 
I randomly, I see texts here and there. I got a million of them. I know I will get on the podcast, Pete. You don't have to put me on your story for me to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't forget. My roof was off the other day. So th- that's the way my life has been. The roof is on now. Mm. And the new garage door comes tomorrow. Oh, things are moving up. We're, we're calling it. That's called adulting. Uh, so <laughs> when people, I don't get back to you, it means my roof is probably off. Or my garage door is probably broken, and I'm um, adulting. Um, sorry, are you excited about this LA trip? Like, oh, yeah, bro. It? G- give me, give me some, because because we're under a limited time to do things in LA, pal. Yeah. Give me, give me a list of things that you want to do in LA, because they beat call you Hollywood Kelly. for a reason. Beat up Chip Kelly in an alley. Is that a real One. thing? Beating up Chip Kelly. Yeah. Can be. Okay. <laughs> um. No, I'm just looking forward to the food out there. Uh, look forward to you know seeing some seeing some palm trees. Too. The weather out there is going to be nice. You know, starting to get a little bit cooler out here, even though it's not. It's still pretty fucking warm out here. Um, yeah, dude, I'm just I'm just looking forward to the vibes. I think that uh, you know heading out there with a bunch of Eagles fans, taking over a city is 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 what I love doing. Um, I love just seeing the look on all the locals face when they're blown away by how much Eagles green is, has taken over their city and the, the inevitable Jesus Christ, would you guys shut up with your Eagles chant? Love it. Love hearing that we take over city for the weekend and uh, we, we, we take our win and we go home. Mm. Uh, Prime is in the chat. He says Santa Monica beach, bro. Um, isn't that, that kind of far? No, nah, nah. um, I'd say Venice beach. Venice beach is pretty, Mm-hmm. Pretty dope. I like that. If you have not played Grand Theft Auto, uh, you you will see parts of L.A. that are in the game. So if I see parts of L.A. that were in GTA, I will put it on socials. I'm just warning you now. Just to let you know you can't just Grand Theft Auto your way through L.A. You will get arrested. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, if I see a ramp, I'm going off it. Uh, we're going to hit up, uh, you know, in that game um, on Rodeo Drive, there is a store called Bijan. And uh, that guy's car, he, it's a Bugatti, and he parks it out front of his, uh, his store every day. And it's such a landmark that they put it in GTA. Uh, you, you can go grab that in, in GTA. It's a little GTA nugget for you. Last time and, I was there. and just to let you know, that Bijan store that he yeah. parks that damn car in front of, why don't you take a stab at how much money it costs just to walk in the door to book an appointment to go shopping? I'd say a thousand. Ten stacks. Wow. Um, walk in the door. Last time I was in LA, uh, I was riding with my uh, Uber driver, and mm-hmm. I was explaining to her that that was that monument right there is in Grand Theft Auto. She looked at me <laughs> like I was crazy. I was like, I had to share it with someone. Um, <laughs> Will says, I love the Santa Monica Beach Pier. Uh, sure. Daz is talking about food trucks, tacos, nom, nom, nom. Sure. Um, let's see. Uh, shout out to RJ. He says, it's always awesome to hear my wife say, is Gail's fourth and John on? Put it on the TV. She's love fired that. up. Love that. Go 5-0. Oh. RJ posted on his uh, timeline today. always like to see random Eagles acts of uh, – fandom his his wife he's got his wife changed 
she's now not unless she she's i'd say we're in the sicko mode when you're she's like you know you're watching the game and you you're playing the video game and then you lean forward yeah, she's yeah, got yeah. that when she's watching, watching the Eagles. i got you i got you that's a good scene uh lethal says uh we're about to take over the stadium watch i Two, hope so man i like that i like the vibe um <laughs> wealthy one says has anyone seen miss solar she's on socials man she's talking football she's one of the smartest uh when it comes to talking football you might want to find her and talk about football <laughs> uh pna said uh venice beach or newport beach that's where they used to film baywatch pna mm-hmm. given 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 all this uh giving us all this intel um Is it, isn't pete out there you're not you're not gonna be around pete isn't he northwest i thought he was la Come on, man! Like, first of all, shout out to shout out again, shout out to Rack Check for coming to the tailgate, um, and uh, sh- shout out to uh, him for clowning Pete at the for not being there. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, shout out to Mal Davis, uh, and shout out to uh, Hollis, who's all already in LA. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm still, I'm still, uh, we're, we're leaving tomorrow, man. I I hate I hate really I really Let do. Let me guess, hate. you ain't packed yet? No, nah, not really. I have I got shit. I've got a bunch of shit wrapped I have, up. I haven't even packed. done the laundry to pack yet, so I'm um, I'm behind you. I just uh, when it comes to like traveling, I don't really travel for much, but the Eagles get me out of my my box, uh, and, and the, that's what the Eagles are doing. They're getting us out of our box. We're going out over to. Uh, the West Coast again. If you guys are not um, have anything to do, but if you do have something to do, you can change your plans. We are going to be uh, doing the ultimate tailgate on Sunday. Check out Philly Sports Trips uh, for more information. Um, you can book there for the uh, um, for this uh, tailgate on Sunday. We also have the LA Pep Rally. Pep rally starts at four o'clock. It goes to seven o'clock. It'll be on Tavern on the main. Um, it's going to be an epic party. Uh, John Dorn boss will be there. Quint Michael and Hollis Thomas. I'm going to give uh, a over under a hundred times that Eagle fans ask him to do magic tricks. John Dorn boss. I'm going to take the over. You think he's tired of doing magic magic tricks? Tired? No. Uh, I feel like, you know, magicians, I feel like that's kind of, you know, they're, if they're good at it, like John's good at it. Like, I think he, he likes impressing people. Uh, that was the one of the one surprise that we've had at our tailgates when John Dornbosch showed up to do magic at our tailgate. That was probably the most coolest thing. He made did the he? stadium disappear, remember? Did he? No. <laughs> <laughs> remember the, who was it, David Blaine? The guy that would hide, like, freezing ice and stuff yeah 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 like he used to be across the street and i'm everyone's watching him like a big ice cube or something i'm like dude could you just stop (laughs) could you stop with your giant ice cube bro like nobody cares you're freezing yourself to death like really um hey see me now you don't um yeah so uh yeah i mean any 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 last you wouldn't you are you ready for your last word 
I'm ready, man. I'm ready for uh, I'm ready for another Eagles dub. I'm ready to keep the uh, you know the record clean um, and continue to ride. And on top of that, um, I'm also ready for another Cowboys loss, man. Um, you know the Eagles. Obviously, we're, we're looking forward to this uh, Rams game that we're going up against. But you know, one one of the better matchups this weekend. The Cowboys have their hands full with the. Uh, with the 49ers so if we can separate some distance in the division go up two games uh this early in the year i'd be all for that man who do they play niners oh oh i, I, I it's it's be, it's become two of our worst enemies mm-hmm. uh I, I almost like don't like it's weird 49ers are on my jen kincaid's my, the only 49ers fan i like yeah they're on my shit list <laughs> um also, a hat you can't wear on the Niners. Outside. It's also I would wear a Niners hat if you. Pay I'm just saying. Them. I'm just trying to give you tips. Okay. I'm not trying to scare you straight. I'm just trying to give you tips. <laughs> um, any other last words for you? Uh, let's go, Phils. Uh, let's go get ourselves a ring. Loving the vibes, boys. Yeah, man. This is, can we go into Phillies talk right now, dude? Let's let's do it. <laughs> Why do I love every single player on this team? Everyone, dude. <laughs> like they all got and, some storyline. They're all they, cool as they, shit. They talked about it on the uh, – and I, I get that, like, you know, they're, they're trying to pump it up and all that stuff. But they talked about how there's, like, no clicks in the locker room. And I feel like, you know, baseball sport where there's a lot of Spanish speakers, um, you know, and, like, locker rooms can kind of be – there could be a language barrier. Um and for this Phillies team to have that mix, just like every other team, but like everybody just, they all get along. They all, and you, you watch like the, uh, the, the Brewers, they, they closed out their series as well. And you saw their lame ass celebration in their locker room. And everyone's given the Phillies, uh, you know, shit about like how hard they were celebrating. Dude. I love it. I, I love seeing uh, this team be successful. And uh, I'm I'm loving the vibes from the Phillies. It really feels like they're going to carry us all the way back to the pennant. Mr. Cross has his overalls. A lot, I've seen a lot of people with either Eagles overalls. The players have the overalls. Now they yeah, have the Phillies. Make sure you wear draws under them. Um, <laughs> uh, Bob from down on his score. looks like the British Bulldogs running the bases to kill me. Um, AJ says Bryce, Bryson Stott is Evan's cousin. Hey, I will take that. <laughs> Um, why don't you ask your cousin for some, a couple of mil? A cool mil. How about some stats? Thoughts <laughs> uh, in a cool tone says Taylor Rooks looking like a snack at the Washington game, taking a curveball. We're talking about Phillies, you're talking about Taylor Rooks. Mm. <laughs> but, hey, I this, believe him though. <laughs> this, this, is, this is his last word. That's your last word. Um, <laughs> before we get out of here, um, big shout out to Bud Light for holding us down to the tailgate, mm-hmm. uh, always providing the studs and these killer green kelly green um bud light bottles are phenomenal yeah. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna save a couple for some randos that want a limited can i think you should just save place. one for a shelf in your house um shout out to uh conch italian bakery mm-hmm. providing the tomato pies always uh shout out to rebel distribution center evan you'll love that place i will I'm going to set up an IV directly into my arm. At the last tailgate, Evan was pouring. He, 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 he had a minute of like, he it was in his eye. 
he, I, th- I think <laughs> I think Evan might have a Red Bull addiction. <laughs> I went over to Gail at the end. I'm like, oh, let me get some cans, bro. <laughs> yeah. Where's yeah. the yeah. Red Bull? <laughs> yeah, I need more Red Bull, bro. <laughs> I, but, hey, I saved you a case. Appreciate you, man. Appreciate okay. you. <laughs> I've I've had more rebels in a month than I have in a decade. It's great to be sponsored. I was doing the Harlem Shake after one. I was like, <laughs> I was like, it I don't got a vibing, right. I don't got a roof on my house, but let me do the Harlem Shake. Uh, but uh, yeah, last word. Uh, thank you guys for sticking around. I thank you for uh, thank you Ryan for uh, sticking around and giving us the intel. Um, and we'll we'll see you soon. I, I think. We'll, we'll probably see us on socials, either on Philly Sports Trips or on Fourth and John, uh, just promoting the trip and showing you what, what's going on. Uh, again, we won't get there till Saturday night. So look for some content coming around Saturday morning. Um, maybe some chicken and waffles for breakfast. Oh, don't got to tell me twice. I don't know if Prime, if that's in his uh, wheelhouse, chicken and waffles. If he could throw an egg on top of it, he'll be happy. Yo, you put a fried egg on that. <laughs> remember, remember, uh, I let him to the first introduced that to him. I let him to the water. Yeah. Now he puts the egg on everything. Yeah. Shout out to Tim in the building. He says, go birds. Uh, lucky, uh, I'm calling him Luciano. Prime is says, hell yeah, for chicken waffles. Okay. I'm with that. I'm with that. Uh, but we'll see you guys in the next one. And as always, fly, Eagles fly. Go Phils. Go Phils. I dig it. I just got to hit the button. (laughs) 